0: Hubertot walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Hubert! And he scores Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again!
1: Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jason Olive and Doug Plaggins. Hey
0: everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, brought to you as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans here with you alongside Jameson Olive on a Wednesday recording, as we always do each and every Wednesday. You can expect new material from us here at Territory Talk, and we thank you very much for being on board, whether you're listening at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you're tuned in, whether you're tuned in for the first time or over 100 times now. We thank you very much for being on board with us. Well, since the last time we spoke to you here on Territory Talk, the Panthers' season... Came to a close, falling in four games to the New York Islanders in that best of five qualifying round series in the Eastern Conference postseason. We'll get to that in a moment. Also, the Panthers and longtime general manager, president of hockey operations, Dale Talon, mutually parted ways following the closure of the season. So, lot's happened in Pantherland since the last time we spoke to you. Jameson first, getting to the end of the season. The Panthers falling in four games to the New York Islanders, you knew this was going to be a tough series. Every series of all the play in series across the NHL, they were all tough series for everybody. Both teams came out, brought a lot in that series, but ultimately it was the Islanders who proved to be the more opportunistic team. And, and they were able to come away with that, uh, that decisive game four victory. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you
2: can look at it. I mean, obviously you look at other series, you look at the Canadians beating the Penguins, you look at the Blackhawks beating the Oilers. Those are upsets. Those were heavy upsets. This not an upset, but obviously very disappointing. I thought, you know, these teams were evenly matched. obviously very good at different things, but nevertheless evenly matched a series that could have gone either way. I think if it would have went to five games, the Panthers would have lost an OT in game five. Uh, There wouldn't be as tough a sting. You would have said, you know, hey, this was a coin flip series. It could have gone either way. Uh, You know, this just didn't go our way this time around. But just given how the the series went, how it unfolded, you know, how the team looked at times versus how the Islanders were playing. And obviously the Islanders are a team with, you know, how they play structured uh, defensively. They can make a lot of teams look silly and a lot of teams, you know, throw them off their game.
0: And they waited for those chances and they were patient and when they were able to get those chances, Sergey Bobrovsky was brilliant, by the way. But when they were able to get those chances, they made the most of the opportunities that they got. They're not a team that's typically going to overpower you offensively, and we saw no, that. No, and there wasn't a moment in the series where I thought, "Man, the Islanders are in
2: full control. The yeah, Panthers exactly. are in trouble." It, it was it was self inflicted wounds, death by a thousand cuts, and, and that's Islander hockey. That's uh, what they it's wait become. for you. Yeah. They wait for you to give them that opportunity, and they pounce on it. And they look, they look at the series game by game, game one, you know, two one loss could have gone either way. I I still felt really great after Game One. Game Two, just you know, Panthers completely taken off their game. Uh, that was a little disheartening. But Game Three, you know, they gather themselves, they come back, they look great in Game Three, huge win. Uh, and then Game Four, you know, the first period early on, you know, it looked like it was going to be tight. It looked like they, were, you know, had a chance to even the series up. And then you know, the wheels fell off there towards the end. So uh, you know, overall, like I said, if it would have been a closer series. I wouldn't have minded losing it. Uh, obviously, I would have minded. You know, I want I want this team to go all the way. But I'm saying in terms of how harshly you judge it and how you look at it. So given how it went, you got to look at it harshly. Got to judge it harshly because uh, you know fans are disappointed, the team's disappointed, players are disappointed. You know, and that's just not a word we like to use. At the end of the season, we want we want to be uplifting. We want to look ahead. And obviously, uh, a ton of talent on this team. You know, bright future. Like you said, Bobrovsky really turned it around in the playoffs, especially towards the end of the season. We expect Bob to be on top of his game heading into next season, which is going to be huge for this team. You still got Joel Quenville by the the bench. This is, was his first year here. You know, feeling out the guys, feeling out everything. He's going to be here a while, so this was kind of an assessment year for him. But uh, just given everything that went into Last offseason, and you know, all the talent this team does have in terms of individuals, um, it it is disappointing. But you know, obviously, like Barkov said, the only way to
0: go from here is up, and that's how you have to head into the next season. And I think looking at that series, obviously, last week on Territory Talk, we talked about had the Panthers been able to take the upper hand in this series, had they been able to win the series. We talked about things that could have been turning points in that victory in game three. Looking at it now that the dust has settled, you mentioned it, I think. Game two was probably the pivotal game. That was the game where the Islanders they took that upper hand in that game. That was when they showed that they just needed a few opportunities and they were going to make you pay. They did that and ultimately it was getting that cushion that allowed them to uh, to get the momentum that never really got away from them.
2: But even after that, you know, Mike Hoffman's one of the guys that, you know, had the really good thoughts after is, you know, we still think we can win the series is what they said. Yeah. They had the right mindset uh, and they did win game three, but it, it was just, it, it, you know, Joe Quenville is, you know, you know, it's Really, really hammered this in during uh, his his final presser after that Game Four loss. He said it three times: consistency, consistency, consistency. That's what he wants to see from these guys, and that's just what they didn't have in this series. And that's why at times the Panthers look like they were in total control, and at times they look you know lost out, out there compared to how we're used to seeing them. So uh, that's another reason. You look during the regular season, the Panthers at one point the highest scoring offense in the league. You know, six game winning streak, and then on the flip side suddenly they can't score and it's a six game losing streak. Uh, so it, it, that's the thing. It's it's consistency, and that's learned. It's an Acquired taste. Obviously, Joe Quenville knows all about that. He's you know been in this league forever. He knows that good teams are consistent teams. Maybe they're not always the best team on the ice, but over ten games, they're going to be the best team over ten games. And uh, heading into next season, like I said, because now this is a lot of us. We're doing a little look back here at the playoffs, but now it's all kind of turning ahead. Looking ahead to a lot of new things here coming up. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things heading into next season will be consistency.
0: And we want to hit on that and more here in just a moment. We do have a special guest coming your way in just a little bit. Panthers President CEO Matt Caldwell is going to stop by. And join us. Lots to discuss with him. Obviously, talked about the news involving Dale Talon as well. So we're going to talk about that and more coming up in just a few moments with Matt Caldwell, Panthers president, CEO. Something else I want to get his thoughts on, Jameson. We talked about it on the Panthers Insider Show the other day. Something else we're going to talk about with Matt Caldwell here in just a few moments. The bubble, the hub city in Toronto, and you could say the same thing in Edmonton, watching the games on TV, seeing the way that it's all unfolded, the presentation, the environment. We discussed the environment, the atmosphere last week on Territory Talk, but just the full presentation and seeing the the player and coach interviews that are being provided from there. Full marks, a lot of credit is due to a lot of people who have made that atmosphere come to life the best that it can without the most key ingredient outside of the players, of course, doing their thing on the ice, the most key ingredient in playoff hockey is the fans that create those electric atmospheres that we're so used to seeing come the NHL postseason. Those fans aren't there, but a lot of people are doing a lot of hard work to make sure that that environment is as lively as it can be, and they're doing a great job. Yeah, and a lot of players, both on the Panthers and
2: on other teams from interviews I've seen, have said you know, a uh, little, little little, jarring at first, but then you don't notice it at all. And I have to say, same for watching on TV. You watch it on TV, like watching the, the five overtime game last night with Columbus and Tampa. I, at no point did I think, man, this is missing the fans. Yeah, I never thought you're this just something- hooked.
0: Yeah, I'd never thought. Wow, this is really detracting from the experience here that there aren't people there. Obviously, you'd love to see fans there because you would love to have seen and felt and heard the reactions of the fans every time Jonas Corposalo or Andre Vasilevsky made a save, or to hear a gasp come out of the crowd when you know when uh, Dean Kukin fired that puck over the glass and got a delay of game penalty. You would love to have had those reactions. That certainly brings a lot to it. That brings a lot to the atmosphere of a playoff game or any. But whoever. Game is working the knob on the crowd noise they got a sensitive they're touch they're good yeah, they got it do, they've got a, developed a real knack and i'd love to know if that person has developed a greater feel for this <laughs> if it was something that uh that they just had a uh you know a knack for from the start being something that i'm sure not a lot of folks have really had a lot of experience with but they've done a great job just to just bringing these atmospheres to life and you know what i think it is i think it's the speed of the game
2: you don't have time really to notice what's not there because i've been watching the mls return to play i've been watching the NBA return to play, and at times I, I'm watching, and I just it feels a little awkward. It feels like a ghost town sometimes, even with you know the NBA where they have like the digital fans and stuff, and they do their best with the crowd noise. But when a team's just kind of passing the ball around, you know, looking for an open shot, cycling in the offensive zone, and it, you just hear kind of the squeaks of the sneakers and a little bit of crowd noise, it, it does feel really empty. Right. And same with, obviously MLS kind of has it the toughest because you know watching it, it is kind of one of the slowest sports. No offense to MLS, it's, it's a tactical sport. You know, you're looking for a couple goals, but it's not it's not as fast as, as hockey is. You, you have more time to realize what's not there. And, and, and uh, hockey, like I said, uh,
0: you don't have time to think. You're just hooked. Going across the board... We've been to all of these sporting events live. We've we've seen at least a sampling of everything. And I can speak just from being inside arenas. Now obviously with the nature of my job, I've got to be focused in on the action, but you go to a you go to a hockey game, you got to pay attention to what's going on, on the ice because you could miss the biggest play of the game at any point. Even in basketball, there are built-in lulls where you might have a second to look around the crowd to see what's going on to see if yeah. you know just to see all the other things happening and, and football and soccer, you've got and, time yeah. baseball you got time soccer you have a you yeah. have natural built-in stretches of time where you can look and see what's going on in the environment around you, you. get a chance hockey, to get in can. on the
2: action before the big moment comes like yeah. in soccer like you see a play developing from a long ways out or it's a corner kick you get hyped pipe for those you know like you said uh hockey i mean i missed a couple goals already in the playoffs just looking down to tweet and that's you know a split second so uh it, stick tap to hockey and I'm excited. You know, it's really tough. The Panthers are out. Uh, I am excited looking ahead to the offseason. I'm always excited for the offseason, whether it's real hockey or video game hockey. The offseason is probably my one of my uh, funnest times of the year. Just I love transactions. I love moves. I love things like that. So I'm excited for what's to come. But right now, I am also excited just to keep watching what's going on in the bubble with the NHL. And
0: last thing I want to get to with you before we bring in our featured guest for today, Jameson, we talked about this on the last episode of the Panthers Insider Show over on the Panthers Radio Network. Uh, Panthers, obviously... It's it's still pretty fresh. It stings to see the season come to an end, regardless of the situation, but you still look at the group of players assembled here, you look at the talent, you look at the the way that Sergei Bobrovsky played during that series. Joel Quenville locked in here for a long time. And this is a situation still where there's A lot of reason to be excited for what's in the future.
2: Yeah, there's enough foundation there to know that you know maybe how things are constructed constructed right now it doesn't work. You have enough pieces that if you have to pivot, if you have to move some pieces around, that you have enough good pieces already in place that things should be able to transition pretty quickly. You and I were just talking before we even got on the radio that it seems like every team in the NHL is has the chance to make the playoffs every year. Any team can have a certain you know certain things fall into place, a certain line get hot, a goaltender play well, and I think for the the Panthers it's just it's just simplifying their game you don't have to go out and be the highest scoring team in hockey as much as I loved it and we got so many great moments from that this year uh, if they just you know fall back you know kind of rest on their, their their system a little bit under Joel uh, you know really just focus on being a defensive team helping Bob out winning games three two 2 one I think you know they have the pieces to make that happen heading into next season uh, and obviously the, the biggest thing out of all of this is the new general manager this team will have and we'll be talking to, to Matt Caldwell about that in a second but that's obviously going to change everything it, it, that, that has an effect on the culture on the rock on every single thing heading into next season so we can't even
0: really look ahead to next season because it look it could look vastly different than it does now so as jameson said time to get to our featured conversation for this week big thanks to panthers president ceo matt caldwell for stopping by First of all, big thanks, Panthers president, CEO Matt Caldwell for stopping by with us here today on Territory Talk. Matt, I know it's been a busy few days here going back to when Game 4 was played back on Friday. But first thing I wanted to ask you about, just walk us through everything that's taken place since that last game of the season, that Game 4 was was played back on Friday. I know it was a, it was a busy week and, and obviously it's been a busy time since then.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, Friday was rough. You know, we, it was a tough series. You know, we thought uh, after game three, you know, we were able, we were going to be able to turn it around. And um, let's just face it, game four, you know, didn't work out on anyone's accounts. And uh, it was was rough. I mean, I walked back, you know, with Dale, um, because we had, Kind of this, you know, private walkway, if you will, that the NHL set up from from the arena to the to the hotel, and you know, it was, it was just rough. You know, we, we want to win so bad, we feel the the pain. You know, we know what the fan base has been through. We're trying hard, and uh, it was a really really tough day. You know, I spent time with him and coach and the staff in the afternoon. We packed up all our stuff. We flew flew back. You know, and the NHL guidance was that if the team was eliminated, to, to get get out and get back to their respective uh local city so we didn't get in until i don't know three four o'clock in the morning on saturday morning um and you know uh over the weekend you know had numerous numerous talks with uh ownership and um you know we knew we, we'd have to be making a decision on what day or the news contract was coming to an end and you know we, we handle a lot of these things at the end of the season anyway and Um, We just felt like at that point we had to go in a different direction and and, you know you know we uh, it's no no hard feelings but um, you know winning is is the only thing that really matters and I think we've done a lot of good things.
0: Oh and Matt I was gonna say you you touched on a little bit but I was gonna ask you know what what goes into the into that decision and, and what were some of the conversations like that you had over the weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, what goes into it is just, you know, Vinny's coming on, you know, seven years of owning the team and. You know we've invested a lot uh you know vinnie clearly has shown that he's willing to to spend money and invest in the payroll if it's if it's the right you know move to make our team better we've we've locked up a lot of our youth and um you know uh we, we have to be honest with ourselves and you know we only made the playoffs once you know we got through this qualifying round and um you know we've had some ups and downs but we we thought we made a lot of key pieces uh, last off season, with the addition of, of Joel Quinville and bringing on you know four, four free agents, good experienced veterans, um, we we thought that those that was going to be kind of the extra piece to take it to the next level. And you know after a season, you know that was um, you know wasn't the greatest regular season. We thought the team was starting to play better in uh, kind of early March. Yeah, we, we were we were doing all right going into all star break. We obviously had a rough February. Um but we thought with the break, we thought the team looked good in training camp. We thought we'd, you know, really kinda of come together and, and get through the islanders and, and make a little noise. Um that wasn't the case and we just can't you know, you know, there's it's a it's a whole, you know, kinda of push and pull, right? Like you um, you want to be patient, right? But at the same time, we got to win, you know, and we owe it to the fans. We owe it to ourselves to uh, keep, keep trying and get there. And listen, the one thing I guarantee is is we won't stop, you know, where failure is not an option for us. And I know we haven't had a lot of success winning on the ice, but we're going to keep, we're going to go out and, and we're, we're dedicated to, to finding you know, the right leader, you know, to come in and take over hockey operations and give us a fresh set of eyes. Cause uh, you know, we keep, you know, we, we feel that we have a lot of good pieces, but so clearly something's not mixing. So, um, you know, we decided that I would lead a, uh, a broad search and talk to a number of candidates and, um, try to get to the right person that, you know, is going to come and help build a team that, that coach Grimble's, you know, that fits his system and his identity and set up their franchise for success going forward.
2: And Cap, uh, Jameson here, you, you talk about the the extensive search. I know that was something that got fans really excited when they saw that release, that it will be an extensive search outside the organization. What does the next couple weeks and months look like? What What does that search look like in your mind?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, for, for us, um, you know, we, there's a lot of talent out there that are both experienced. Former GMs, uh, folks that have made a great career for themselves as you know in, in hockey ops, and maybe as assistant GMs, player development and personnel. So we're gonna we're gonna interview a number of people. We want to get a broad perspective on this. You know, with Dale's we've been with Dale since Vinny bought the team, so we think you know we're gonna take a fresh perspective and kind of treat this as a blank canvas. And and um, you know, we just think talking to a number of people, having deep conversations, um, is important, right? now and, and we're going to take our time you know this is not uh, i think sometimes we think that we're just like one or two pieces away and we make a either a quick decision or you know try to um kind of you know do something and, and you know think that it's going to get immediate results but i think this is a time for reflection and sitting back and see what went wrong and bringing in some outside perspectives
2: and obviously in the past when you bring in players when you bring in coaches you you bring them into an established culture Uh, and culture is obviously a word we hear a lot in sports you look kind of down at the heat the heat culture down in miami uh but when you bring in a gm they kind of they're, they're the ones that create the culture typically um how much do you expect this new gm to not only change the product on the ice but kind of uh you know change the entire organization just in terms of cultural direction
1: he or she um, is going to have a big, big impact, um, but we're going to expect the candidate to come in, you know, understand what ownership wants, what myself wants, and then, you know, survey the group and, you know, really get telepathic, as Vinny would say, with, with Joel, with Coach Quinville, and, um, you know, just be in line with the competitive, you know, championship stuff. Help and culture that we want to establish here and, and you know uh, it'll be important to make sure that the person we bring in is looking forward to, to working with Coach Quinville. so um, yeah, that, that person is going to have a, a big impact. They're going to be the leader of hockey operations, and we expect that person to come in, you know, with a, a great attitude, ready to take this franchise to the next level.
2: And I know you can't name names or anything, so a lot of secrets there, but just uh, the search started recently. How many hours are you spending on the phone a day just uh, through this search already? Because you already spend a lot of time on your phone, we know, in your a, a regular day.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's Let's put it there's not enough hours in a day. Um, you know, as disappointing as this season was, as, as disappointing and tough decisions we had to make over the weekend, uh, it's been very, very gratifying and humbling how much interest there is in the role. I think when GM searches launch, generally, it's, it's a, obviously a popular position. There's only so many openings that, that pop up every few years. Um, but this one in particular, you know, I'm told that we you know much more covered roles uh, that's popped up because you listen we, we have a committed owner who's maniacal about winning and we have uh, you know good players we have a great coach there's a lot of you know good pieces and good parts of the story. Uh South Florida always helps, you know, in recruiting. Um and uh it's it's just it, you know, as, as tough as it's been for all of us and the fans and we feel you're you know, we empathize with you, um, we still got a lot of good things cooking here. And we're not we're not um, you know, kind of um just placating ourselves. I mean we're being honest with ourselves that we gotta make you know, some moves to get better and we gotta get someone fresh in here to, to shake things up and bring or a different attitude in a different direction. Um, but we also know that we still have a good foundation. So we're, we're excited uh, to get this person here and get going.
0: Matt, shifting gears a little bit, uh, aside from the outcome, obviously, of the series, you had a chance to be at the hub city inside the the bubble as we've all been calling it there in Toronto and Jameson and I were talking earlier in the show here just seeing the game through the TV screen there are a lot of people doing a lot of great work making sure that atmosphere comes to life as much as it can without the fans being in the building and obviously in playoff hockey fans are one of the most important ingredients to it but you had a chance to be there inside the bubble just what was your overall experience like it seems like a lot of people are doing a a lot of uh great yeah. work
1: there yeah no I, I listen like putting the series aside um uh putting all that aside I, I have to step back and say the nhl did you know just a, an incredible job and by the way the series being you know i'm you know i'm frustrated with our own play what the nhl did but i felt very safe i you know from the moment we got on the plane when we landed the customs the the, the buses, the hotel staff, the food, um, testing, temperature checks, um, clear. Uh, you've probably seen them at Fort Lauderdale Airport. Incredible company. Great job there. They, they, we all had clear apps. We got, had to get checked every 12 hours. You know, if we were caught, if we had any symptoms, we had to check our temperatures wherever we went. We couldn't leave the hotel unless we had a green kind of symbol on our app. Um, saying that, you know, our, our, you know, we didn't have a fever and that, you know, we checked all these questions off. Even when you left the hotel, there was only designated areas you could go to. We were blocked off from the outside world. Um, you know, there really was no opportunity to come in contact with someone who wasn't in the bubble. You know, it truly was the bubble. Like, you only interacted with folks that were under these protocols. So, incredible. It just really, it just, in this really stressful time um it was nice to see the league come together and i'm just really proud to be a part of the nhl
0: panthers president ceo matt caldwell we thank you very much for stopping by with us i know you're a busy man right now but uh but we thank you so much for taking some time out for us today
1: of course love talking to you guys all right on to more gm calls
0: Big thanks, as always, Panthers president, CEO Matt Caldwell for stopping by on this episode of Territory Talk, which, as always, is brought to you by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Lots of great stuff. As always, whenever we have Matt Caldwell on the show, lots of great stuff there from that conversation. And you asked him how much time he's been spending on the phone. I'm sure it's wall to wall, sun up to sun down right now uh, that he's going to be on the phone. There's a couple of my biggest takeaways there. Obviously, great stuff from, from Matt, friend of the program. Like We were talking maybe
2: maybe the most guest appearances out of I think any guest. he's guests. the unofficial all-time leader. Because we usually get him on at least once a year. We've been doing this for about two and a half years now. Kind of now. a state of Some the Panthers' sprinkled Panthers in, there, yeah. in the middle
0: of the year. Yeah.
2: yeah so, so once again, big thanks to, to Matt for taking the time, especially with how busy he is with all these phone calls. But my biggest takeaways from the call were, you know, twofold, kind of under the same umbrella. And the first one was that he said, you know, there could be a male or female GM in the future, which I think is just great uh, in terms of the, the team keeping an open mind. It's great in terms of, uh, you know, you know, paving the way for future GMs down the road. I think that's a nice step forward for the league. Um, so stick tap there. But I think uh, that that's a part of the, the, the bigger picture, which I took away from that is that this team, like he said, isn't rushing this. They're, they're not rushing it and they're casting a wide net. They're going to interview a ton of people, which is going to hurt Caldwell's phone bill, but it's going to be great for this team. Um, it, it, that's the thing. You leave no stone unturned. You know, you're, this is no rush there's plenty of time you know go out there talk to every single person you can and it seems like a lot of people are coming to the panthers which is great to hear so obviously you know greet everyone that comes to us but at the same time also look beyond that the people that might you know not even be thinking about
0: working for us yet that maybe if you talk to them it just makes sense so and, and as he said it's the the nature of this position right now this isn't a build from the ground up situation you've got a hall of fame head coach you've got a talented roster, you've got the attraction of living in South Florida, spending your winter, your hockey months in South Florida. It's an attractive situation for a lot of people. And all the more reason when you factor in all those ingredients I just listed, all the more reason to take your time and make sure that You knock this one out of the park because you're so close. Yeah, it's like you got a sports car.
2: I always do this now. I think I do a lot more of these analogies now that we've been going here, but it's like you got a sports car. It looks great. It's got all the pieces, but it just won't turn on. Something's wrong. But once you figure that thing out, you got to work in sports car and it's going to be great. So I think that's kind of what, uh, you know, going into this, you're seeing. Obviously, uh, typically typically when you see, you know, new GMs coming to teams, it's a lot of times it's it's in a rebuild. It's early stages. Uh, The GM, you know, is going in, thinking about, you know, drafting mostly, bringing pieces in. walking things. into a
0: number two pick and a team yeah. that finished dead last the year before or something.
2: Whereas obviously like this GM's coming in, obviously thinking, of, think, always thinking about the future, but at the same time, probably with, you know, in the back of their mind thinking, this is a playoff team uh, this upcoming season. We're going to do this. We have the pieces uh, obviously, you know, always prepping for the long term, but at the same time, you, knowing that in the short term, you can also create a winner. So that, that's that got to be enticing. Uh, obviously, you know, when you look at GM searches, uh, you always have the, the former GM's looking to get back at it and, you know, you know prove their stuff again. You have the, the AGM's that have never been in gms that you know or you know rock stars in the minors kind of looking for a shot uh you have your wild cards people that maybe have no connection to gms or agms maybe former directors of player development you know people that are just good with numbers capologists things like that analytics guys you never know what you're going to get in a gm search and it seems like the identity of a typical gm now is so fluid it can be really anything or anyone and i think as long as you have the great you know right plan, you know, the the right people with you, I think you really can create greatness wherever you go. So, uh, for this new GM coming in, we talked about it there, it's going to be a culture change. It's going to be everything. It's not just going to be the players on the ice. It's going to be, you know, how the organization looks to the outside world. It's, it's going to be part of the brand, is what it is. You know, the GM sets the tone. I mentioned there on the call what Pat Riley's done with heat culture. That all That's all from Pat Riley. That didn't exist before Pat Riley got there. He brought that there uh, to the heat, and now that's grown beyond it. When Pat Riley leaves one day, uh, you know, and retires, you know, he's earned it down there whenever that happens heat culture is still going to be there because he created it there uh this is you know the biggest decision i think that's happened under you know vince viola's ownership is bringing in a new gm this is the biggest one it's the one that's probably going to have the greatest effect on the franchise long term obviously like i said brought in a ton of great players brought in a hall of fame head coach and joe quenville but uh looking at you know the pyramid top to bottom this is this is the very top this is the person that's gonna you know drive the ship here
0: so it's going to be certainly something that'll be uh, interesting to keep tabs on. And we 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 seen, we've seen we've been we've been reading Twitter
2: and we've seen a lot of applications from fans. Yes. And
0: I don't know if Caldwell's going to
2: have time to get to you all, but <laughs> we see, see all the tweets. Yeah, We know you all got some ideas, Doug. I think you and I should 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 make a pitch. Cause we we have access to call. We can just go into his office and whip out
0: a whiteboard when he's on the phone. Just start drawing stuff up. You know, if I recall, we both finished in the top three of the fantasy baseball league in the office last year. It is so we're good with
2: with so management.
0: There's a little bit of pedigree there, a little bit of track. <laughs> and record.
2: you see it, you see it in Hollywood now with, with directors. There's a lot of co-directors on movies now. You and I, co-GMs, we can do it. We we co-host Territory Talk every we've, week. We've got a good rela- We've got a
0: good relationship with Sasha Barkov.
2: That's yeah. that's a, that's a place to
0: start. <laughs> Hey, ter- territory talks over 100 episodes in we haven't uh we haven't had any inner turmoil nothing yet but like you said i,
2: I look forward i look forward to getting matt back on here to talk about you know post hiring gm i look forward to getting our new gm on here to talk about yep. visions for the future because like we said there's there's a lot of potential for the short term there's also a really bright future long term as well and uh everyone should be excited fans should be excited we're excited and luckily this gives us some some intrigue you know to follow here for for you know until we get to the draft in october uh is this gm search it's all we're to be thinking about talking about, we're gonna be seeing, you know, Twitter rumors left and right, I'm sure, which will get everyone excited every single day. And um, yeah.
0: All I can say, excited. Certainly something to be following along as we roll along here and definitely excited to see where everything goes. And as always, we'll be right here on Territory Talk each and every Wednesday to discuss it with you. So make sure you check out our new episodes. You can check out all the archived episodes as well. They're all there at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. And Territory Talk, as always, presented by our friends at Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. want to say thanks to everybody for joining us here today. Day. big thanks Matt Caldwell Panthers president and CEO for stopping by the show and for giving us a little bit of his time we thank him very much and again uh, big thanks all of you for being here with us today we've got new material each and every Wednesday so be sure to check that out that's about it for us on this week's edition for and Olive I'm Doug Plagans Thanks for being here, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.